Clearing Up is the premier source of independent news and information for the Pacific Northwest electric and natural gas industries. Published weekly by Newsdata since 1982, Clearing Up focuses on energy policy, resources, markets, infrastructure, and other key relevant subjects. Many thousands of energy professionals depend on Clearing Up to help them better understand and navigate their ever-dynamic energy world. Visit newsdata.com to find out why and start your subscription today. Again, that's newsdata, one word, dot com. Welcome to Newsdata's Energy West, a podcast about the energy industry today and where it's going tomorrow. Hello, I'm Dan Cashpole, reporter with Newsdata's Clearing Up, and with me is my co-host and editor of Newsdata's California Energy Markets, Jason Fordney. We're here with some of our top stories that we've been working on recently. Uh, first, Jason, how are you doing this week? Doing great, Dan. Enjoying these first few days of fall. It definitely feels like it here. It's cooling down and starting to enjoy that. Yeah, we've got the same up here. Uh, it's like rainy and 55 degrees, but our Whoa. grass, it's amazing how it was part of our lawn where it gets a lot of sun. Uh, it was like yeah. brown a couple of days ago and it is already coming back. That's good to hear. Yeah, we um, we don't get much rain here, but this time of year is when it starts kicking in. So for those who don't know, I'm in Northern California and Dan's in Seattle. Yep. And right now, our weather is recharging all of the hydro systems where we live. Thank you. Send some of yeah. that down here. Yeah. We'll need it. Yeah, we're <laughs> starting to ramp up for the, uh, the winter. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be sending it down to you in the form of electrons at some point. Are we waiting? Uh, yeah, which is a good segue into the topics that we have to talk today. Sending electrons. electrons from state and from region to region in the West. You know, I feel like there's a way to do that more efficiently, and that would be through organized markets. Do you think? Yeah, maybe. I've, I've heard, heard that. Yeah, yeah, somebody told me that once. <laughs> and so we, we've got two stories this week. Uh about organized markets um you jason you want to set them up sure this has to do with the westwide governance pathway initiative which has been organized by state regulators in the west to begin exploring the concept of an rto i guess that began in august um and they're asking other regulators utilities power producers trade associations customer advocates and public interest organizations to weigh in on how to get that process started. And uh, you and Abigail did a, a fine story last week uh, on some of these comments and broad support we're seeing from um, the stakeholders here and, and some questions about the legal fe feasibility is a question that I've also had. Um, and you're calling the, I don't know if you wrote this lead, but calling it a nebulous initiative, but uh, why don't you take us into this and uh, what would you see here with the comments? I have to give Abigail credit. She, I yeah. believe, used the came up with the descriptions of nebulous. That okay, I really liked. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. So yeah, it is this uh, initiative that's come together very quickly, and uh, it's very nebulous. It's a perfect description. <laughs> it's hard to kind of get your arms around because it's not really clear what exactly it is. It's a bunch of. It started with a bunch of state regulators saying, hey, we want this, let's come up with a way to get an independent governance uh, structure to oversee an organized day ahead market that can then evolve into a regional transmission organization. 
mm-hmm. uh, the comprehensive market, but specifically the focus being on taking Kaiso's proposed day ahead market, the extended day ahead market, and basically breaking that off and making having an independent structure for it. And uh, yeah, like you said, there's uh, broad support in most of the comments. A few state regulators or the commissioners in a few states, um, Idaho, Wyoming, and oh, the third, I'm going to have to go check, uh, Utah. Uh, they Their comments they submitted were basically like, thanks, we'll see you later. Don't call us, wow. we'll call you. They, <laughs> they, they were all there did not have any interest in participating. And, and one of the reasons they all cited was they don't think that legally it's feasible to break off uh, the extended day ahead market from Kaiso oversight because the day ahead market is still an extension of Kaiso's existing day ahead market. Uh, just like sense. the energy imbalance market that they run now is an extension of the existing energy imbalance market within Kaiso. And so mm-hmm. like legally, you can't break it off because Kaiso yeah. wants to have oversight of the markets that exist within Kaiso, which makes sense. And so, EDM uh, is currently at FERC, right? So Kaiso yeah. has filed EDM at FERC along with its comments are pouring in. They're pouring in, but yeah, that's a Kaiso initiative. And I don't, you can't just take that and, you know, change it. <laughs> change yeah, right. The, change who's, <laughs> who's doing it. So that's a good point. And, you know, we've always seen that legislation has been required to regionalize CAISO. Um, so it's a valid question. It's a question that we've had here at CEM also. And there's not been those bills for regionalization have not really gotten any traction in California, right? I mean, it's been attempted a few times. Yeah, it was 2018 was the major push. Of course, that was the exact time they were passing SB 100. So that took a lot of oxygen and uh, no, you see the opposition from labor unions, opposition from environmental groups, and, and basically parties that want California to retain control over planning. But yeah, that's been done, I don't know, several times so far in legislation, but never really can get off the ground, probably because of those reasons I just cited. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting with these comments, you can start seeing, getting a clear picture of where some entities stand, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Pacific Core the biggest utility outside Kaiso, uh, well, I, I think, back, it, one of the biggest, let's say that. I think that's fair. Uh, they very early on said, we're all in on EDAM. So they're behind yep. this initiative all the way. Uh, Seattle City Light, also all in on EDAM. So they're behind this initiative. Uh, they're, I mean, they're for it, in favor of it. PowerX came out early on and said they're going. They want to go with the uh, Southwest Power Pools Markets Plus proposal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, there's a lot of uh, entities that are you know, NV Energy kind of seems to be leaning maybe towards SPP. Uh, I know Power kind of seems to be not really. I don't know. I, I'm not sure where they're going to go actually. Um, BPA definitely seems to be leaning towards SPP. So, you know, and you could sense that a little bit from these comments of um, how hard they, like the tone they raised uh, points in. Um, BPA, certainly, uh, their their comments, they, they actually even noted they took objection to the f- characterization of uh, the, you know, by the way uh, the people at the 
this initiative characterized uh, the consensus behind or for joint authority over a market, which is a whole, I don't, I'm not going to take the time to go into that, but you know, it's not too often that you see comments from a federal agency where they put in it. We take, we, you know, we object to the characterization. Uh, took so that's, yeah, they took umbrage. Um, I mean, for comments filed in the energy industry, it's high drama compared exactly. to speaking. <laughs> Uh, so hear it through that filter listeners yeah and uh you know it's it'll be interesting i the other thing that was raised in these comments was just like the timing how are they gonna they have this very accelerated schedule of wanting to get this done by next year and uh now as some of them pointed out hey we we've done governance structures here with uh there's a lot of work in spp markets plus not so much in EDAM, but uh, and then with the Western Regional uh, or Western Resource Adequacy Program, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. Let's take that stuff and just build off of that rather than start from scratch. Because you know this is the, there's limited time. Like you know, to your point, Kaiso already right. filed EDAM, so yes. I guess maybe if they're able to do this, they go back and have a new filing. Which, um, yeah, I. I oh, guess man. from my, uh, I'm certainly not an expert about FERC. That seems like something that wouldn't be impossible, but uh, who knows? Yeah. yeah. I, so I, certainly I mean, it's going to continue. Yeah. I assume the urgency is mounting for Kaiso and EDAM people as SPP expands its RTO into the West, these two sort of competing efforts. So I can see see the reason for the urgency. Those are valid points. I mean, EDAM is not even approved yet. And uh, is being hashed out at FERC. We'll be covering that this week, by the way. And I don't know if we mentioned these questions were, or these comments were filed at the Western Interstate Energy Board. Yes. Well, they were posted online there. Posted there. Okay. Yeah. So it's, well, that's the other thing. It's, it's not entirely clear, like who all is behind this. I mean, it is in some sense, but I've heard questions from a lot of sources as to, they would like a little bit more clarity on uh who is the driving force behind this i mean it, there was there was uh, uh seven or eight specific uh members of commissions western state regulators who signed that initial letter back in july um, mm-hmm. and then the next letter that came out in august that solicited these comments uh was um yeah it said it was issued by commissions in I forget. So they, I think they listed seven states, six or seven states. Right. So, um, in one sense, it's clear, but uh, there's still, yeah. I don't know, it's interesting. A lot of the, the skepticism I've heard uh, in people wanting more clarity about who's driving this. Yeah. And you have the two principals here, Carl Linville and Jennifer Gardner. They're both former uh, WEIM governing body members. Yes. So we have a little sense of their history there, and they seem to be the the kind of uh, figureheads on this. Carl Linville with Regulatory Assistance Project, and Jennifer Gardner with Envision Energy. And yeah, I, I, mean, I know they they would characterize it as they're basically doing like admin support. Yeah, if if you ask them, that's consultation. They, I don't think I don't think they would. I think if you if they were here, they would say we're not the figureheads. We're just doing the office work for this. I suppose so. There's a, a quote from uh, Linville, quote, we're a new entity and our intention is to be as open and transparent as possible in both communications and decision making, unquote. 
Fair point. So, well, yeah, not disagreeing with you there. And I guess they're have their first stakeholder meeting on September 29th. Yeah. Just and there'll be a link days. on the WIEB website. On Friday, 2 p.m. Pacific oh, time. Perfect for our productions. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Smack Thanks. in the middle of it. Always on a Thursday or Friday. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got one other story uh, to get to today that actually came out of an interview that I did with uh, Bruce Rue over at SPP. He's the senior vice president of markets. And Bruce came on and sat down with me a week ago on, well, a week ago from this recording uh, on Mm -hmm. Monday, September 18th. Yeah. Um, To discuss the news that they had just released the week, a few days before about expanding their RTO into the Western interconnection with nine members of the Western energy imbalance service that they run in like the kind of mid mountain region. So, uh, well, some we'll talk about the interview a little bit here, but listeners, you should go check back in our podcast feed. If you haven't listened to it, I suggest going to listen to it. Uh, Bruce is a really interesting guy. We got into some of the details and, and kind of the the nitty gritty about what this means, how it's going to move forward, and most importantly, what it uh, you know what comes next. Yeah, this is great. He's got some good insight here. Um, can you talk a little bit, bit about what he discussed? Um, talking about the class of twenty twenty six all being set with these new entities. I can and, happy to. All right. <laughs> so. Um, like I said, they're mostly from the Mid-Mountain region. Uh, I'll just list them real quickly. Basin Electric Power Cooperative, Colorado Springs Utilities, uh, Desiree Power Electric Cooperative, Guzman Energy, Municipal Energy Agency of Nebraska, Tri-State Generation and Transmission Association, Black Hills Energy Colorado, Platte River Power Authority, and the Western Area Power Administration. So not huge names. I mean, this is not like XL did not join. They're in that area. They didn't join. They they might. Um, SPP has certainly been in, you know, having conversations with them. And I think that would be a real coup for SPP if they they did join. XL, then this whole market thing, it seems to have kept kind of a low profile. Interesting, like yeah. between this and SPP Markets Plus and EDAM. But uh, there, SPP is very transparent here about wants to be very clear that this is um, a potential foothold for greater expansion. So you know, historic. This is historic because it's the second comprehensive organized market in the West, and also it is the first market that will be operated in two different grids: in the Eastern grid and the Western grid. Eastern interconnection, Western interconnection. Mm-hmm. So. It's they've got they're actually operating at like two different balancing authorities, one in the east, one in the west. They'll optimize pricing for those uh, and then try to get the price as close as possible between the two by using the DC ties that connect the eastern interconnection and the western interconnection. DC ties are not designed for, you know, like market dispatch, though. You've got to schedule it. It's very clear it's going to be going in this direction because mm-hmm. it can either flow east or flow west. It can't do both at the same time. So That's direct. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, exactly. So 
uh, you've got to schedule it. It's got to be very intentional, very deliberate. Um, and they'll operate that basically by like, if they were going to send, you know, if somebody in the Western inner Western branch needed 150 megawatts and somebody in the Eastern branch needed 50 megawatts, they'd net that and then move a hundred megawatts West. Yeah. That's kind of the idea. And then uh, for planning purposes, um, you know, transmission planning and and uh, other investments that'll be handled handled in two separate entities. Uh, for most of it, I imagine there will be some investments that benefit both, but uh, it sounds like most of the investments, you know, most of the physical infrastructure is going to be either benefiting Eastern branch or the Western branch. So it'll still be uh, yeah, kind of uh, so uh, within those two footprints. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this comes along because uh, it, yeah. it does kind of seem to some degree it's a new market or it's a a, a, a single market but in all, most respects it seems like it's basically operating two mostly independent RTOs in a lot of ways. Yeah and I, I like you asked them you know many see Marcus Plus that proposed day ahead market as a stepping stone to the RTO. How do you look at that compared to the Western expansion of the RTO? And he basically said the RTO includes the planning function, right? Uh, the regional planning yeah. for the yes. footprint, consolidating the tariff, one-stop shopping to go anywhere within the footprint with markets plus basically an energy imbalance market and a day ahead market. So you don't have these other planning functions. And I think that's the real benefit that people want here right is is the consolidated planning the regional planning and uh, yeah indeed yeah just simplify things be able to take a longer view that is uh keeping in mind that we need regional transmission planning not uh you know, fragmented oh, for sure planning yep and looking further out there's another new focus 10 20 years out so uh, I mean, RTO is definite gateway to that type of thing. And, yeah. So uh, yeah, he said uh, there's they're talking to more entities, uh, yeah. and so they're very well could be uh, you know, um, utilities uh, power marketers who join this uh, new Western branch in the coming years, um, coming months, even perhaps. Uh, so we'll see. We'll of course be following that closely. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you know, there's a lot of questions to be answered. Like, how does this work for entities that are participating in the Western Resource Adequacy Program? Uh, we talked about that a little bit, and yeah, there's a, a you know a bunch of stuff here that. Uh, so, in the latest issue of California Energy Market and Clearing Up and available online, I did a kind of a, an abridged, condensed version of the interview. But there's lots more to listen to in the actual interview online. So. Mm -hmm. Definitely uh, encourage people to go check it out. Fantastic! A lot of moving parts here, a lot of complexities, and uh, that's why that's why the listeners need us, right? <laughs> exactly. Explain this, <laughs> and we love doing it. We do. We uh, we literally have this stuff for breakfast <laughs> every day. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's shocking. Uh, we need to, we go. need to come up with some terrible tagline like that unintended um, our news is so good it's shock i don't know whatever you can 
you, you can send your uh, complaints for that line to at Courtney Energy <laughs> on X. Well, that's all from me, Dan Catchpole. Thank you for listening. As always, uh, please, if you like the podcast, pass it along to a friend, recommend it to somebody. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you listen. It helps other people find us. Energy West is edited and produced by our colleagues at Pioneer Utility Resources and Lucky Sound Studio. You can find me on X. I'm at D Catchpole and Clearing Up is on X at CU News Data. California Energy Markets is also on the platform known as X at CEM News Data. That's the letter CEM. I'm also on there at Ford New Energy. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you back here next week.